Ah, uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this second attempt. I rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. Now that I'm doing this on the computer, I was chit chatting and then just boop, 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 type stuff into the search bar, open up a new tab, totally cancel out the entire recording. Oh, good grief! Good grief! Jeez, you go to a new setup, you do some new things, and it's cats growing pains, growing pains. All right, let's let's just recap the entire thing I just did because I'm a dumb dumb. All right, I was talking about uh, yesterday. I was in the qualifier for uh, a spot on the uh, local Pokemon tournament team. Uh, you know to progress through. Pokemon uh, trading card online game, you know, to pr your team to go what I'm assuming is to, like, the world championships eventually, you know. So there was a qualifier, and I got stomped. I straight up got stomped. So let's, let's, let's take a minute and just let's, let's recap what happened, okay? Number one. I registered for this tournament, okay? So you got to make your deck. You got to make a standard deck. You have to register your deck. And then, obviously, you go, and it's a, it was a best of three, three match. So you you go three times, three, three matches if you have to. And if you win the best out of three, then you win against that opponent. Then you go on to your next opponent, best of three, yada, yada. That's not the issue here. The issue is I've never played in one of these before in my life. I've always been, you know, scared to do that, especially like in-person, you know, ones because you didn't want to look the, at least to me, you know, maybe not so much anymore because I'm older or whatever, but, uh, you know, I don't want to seem like, ah, I'm dumb and don't know how to build a deck and, I'm playing against a 10-year-old, and they're kicking my ass because they know what's going on. So it's actually kind of nice to do the the online for this because they're still a little hesitant on the in-person stuff uh, at our local card shop. So And they're a, they're a, like official Pokemon Center card shop, so they can do the tournaments uh, for qualifiers for championships and all all that stuff. So that's how they can do that and how I can be a part of that, which is cool because I don't have to, I don't have to go very far if it was in person, but Pokemon online card game lets you do it right here. So that's all, all well and good. So I make, I make a deck. Okay. I make, I make a beautiful deck and I would love to go over that with you. But here's the thing, beautiful deck. Dumb dumb me didn't realize that you can't you can't use cards from a set that just came out. And you might go, why not? Well, the cards have to be out for a minimum of three weeks after its release date. So that means that 
Since Brilliant Stars' official release date was the 25th, it was only a week later, and I was trying to use these cards. So, when I went to register my deck, which, mind you, was Friday night, because it had to be registered for Saturday, Friday night, I come in, try to register the deck, and it's like, oh, yeah, we can't, you can't have these cards. And I'm like, what's wrong? When I clicked, you know, went through the filters, it was standard, you know, that, those should be in there. And then at the bottom, it was, oh, yeah, it's got to be out for more than three weeks for you to be able to use blah, blah, blah. So, of course, 9 o'clock at night on Friday, I'm sitting there going, oh, what do I do? It took me a week to make this deck to begin with, and now i got to make another one. Like, I want to go to bed, too, so I threw together a deck. And I'll be honest, it was junk. And then 5 o'clock Saturday morning, I'm, like, trying to adjust this deck and trainer cards and V cards and whatever I can do to make something halfway decent, or at least in my mind, halfway decent, because remember, I've never done this before. And I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Granted, this was a fantastic learning experience because I was very observant to all the people I faced. And, you know, I have, I have a better idea and maybe a little better understanding of what I should have in my deck versus what I had in my deck. So my deck, and, and mind you, after the three weeks, if there's any other tournaments, I'm, I'm going to kill with this deck, I think, maybe. It, it's hard to say. Let me, run you, let me run you through this. So you obviously, in your deck, you have to have Pokemon, Trainer Cards, and Energy Cards, right? Energy Cards seem just kind of self-explanatory, right? So the Pokemon Cards here, which this, this deck... Let me, let me just tell you some of the chain uh, moves I had within this deck. So I was centering it around Kingler V and Kingler V Max uh, from Brilliant Stars. The, those two themselves are like self-sufficient in this deck. If you got if you get to play the Kingler V card, you get one energy on on top. If you flip a coin and it's heads, you get to attach five energy cards from your deck. So you search for five, and you can do whatever you want with them. So at that point, Kingler's already got one energy on him. He needs two more to do his Raging Pincer move for a 200 damage. Uh, I have three extra I can do whatever I want with. Stick them onto my bench Pokemon. I could stick them all onto my bench Pokemon. I mean, it's fantastic. The only thing that makes it better is when you evolve him into Kingler VMAX and you don't even have to worry about the coin flip anymore. You can just search for five water energy and attach him however. And then his G-Max Pinsir does 240 for damage. So Kingler, self-sufficient, adds energy super fast to himself or whatever. Great, great cards because... To me, what I've, I've what I'm seeing is you want to be able to attach energy fast and to as many Pokemon as you can because you're wasting turns. You can only attach one energy per turn if if you're not even using support cards or item cards. That you know that's it. So you're wasting time. You need you need to be able to get 
energy attached fast, so you can use some of these more powerful attacks, right? So that Kingler himself, super self-sufficient. Then the rest of my Pokemon I have centered around more or less Waylord. So he's got uh, an attack. If, if, as long as you've got one energy, you can attach three water energy to him uh, from your discard pile, which sounds maybe dumb at first, but you have to understand where, where these other cards fit in. So like a lot of my trainer cards then are based on getting cards discarded. So it might be like I have I had a couple of different cards that were like, if you draw three cards, you have to discard three cards. If you draw two cards, you have to discard two cards. So that way I can be putting energy cards into my discard pile so that he can draw them and put them on himself. Because once he puts them onto himself, he had his attack, uh, ocean waves, you flip a coin three times for however many heads you end up getting, it's 120. So you have the potential, if you could flip three t three heads in a row, you have the potential for a 360 damage attack, which fantastic. I mean, he's already got high HP, he's got 280. It It's great. So we center this around Waylord, and then we stick in uh, like Inteleon, and not so much Inteleon, but Inteleon VMAX, because his ability allows you to discard energy cards. And when you discard those energy cards, you put damage counter on the opponent's bench Pokemon. So that's a way that I'm getting, you know, water energy into my discard pile so that when I draw a Waylord or if he's on my bench, I, I have an opportunity to use his ability and you know, use his Ocean Waves attack. If he's not around, and I really need those trainer cards to start putting, you know, energies into the discard pile, that Luminion V that just came out with Brilliant Stars, that card, you need, you and don't put it, if you ever get it, and if you use it, and you get it, don't put it on your bench right away. You got to keep it in your hand because its ability, when it stays in your hand and you put it to your bench, It'll let you look into your deck to find a trainer card that you want. So at that point, I take it from my hand, put it onto my bench. I go search for a trainer card that allows me to discard a bunch of energy cards into my discard pile, and then I'm setting up Waylord again. So the, these Pokemon are are great together. They work well together. Uh, I feel like they complement each other. Now the only problem here is, and this is where I fell. I fell hard yesterday is a lot of all these cards are all V cards. Okay. So a guy that just absolutely tore me a new one yesterday had a deck that was, it was grass and dark type, I believe. But what killed me was his decidui, just hollow decidui. You know, he evolved it from Rowlet and Dartrix, and its ability is that it prevents all attacks from V cards and GX cards. So, seeing as how that makeshift deck I made last minute was all V cards, he just totally annihilated me because I couldn't do any attacks. I couldn't do any attacks, and I didn't have any uh, abilities that would switch his Pokemon out or 
would negate anything. I mean, I just, it was crazy. However, the deck I have built hereafter is based on that Decidueye deck because I actually had those Decidueyes uh, in my collection online to build a deck around so that I'm prepared for hopefully next week's qualifier because, man, that just, it tore me up. But that's the cool thing about the tournament. I may have lost every match that I played, but I got to see visually what people were using and then kind of go, oh, man, if I have that, I could structure this around that and add this and add that and whatever else. So it's, for me, it was a very, it, it sucks to lose, but at the same time, it's great to be able to observe and take away something that I can use later and be more aware. So as cool as this Kingler deck may be and how all these cards work nicely together, if somebody's got something like that Decidueye deck, I'm going to be, going to be fudged. Um, and that might take, you know, that's okay. I might be able to, you know, take out the dub wolves. I have a couple dub wolves in there just because they reduce damage taken. So I might be able to switch some things around, which, you know, you, you, that's what you got to do. You have to be adaptable to what's going on and see how people are playing and go, oh, okay. Yeah. If I just, if I put this out and pull this out and add this in, you know, so it's, it's actually kind of fun to be able to structure new decks and add things in that you may not have known or didn't see and saw somebody else do or whatever. It's, you know, it's not too bad. I mean, coming from the, you know, collector standpoint, when I'm ripping packs, I'm obviously looking for the hits and all the bulk I send off. I very rarely sit here and go, that's going to be great to put into a deck, you know? But actually putting myself into that position where I needed to focus on that, I mean, there's, there's a little more appreciation in the cards now, you know? Because I can look at it and go, this would be fantastic in a deck, and this trainer card would be great for this. And actually, if you ever get on a TCG player, um, a lot of times they'll do like the 10 most wanted cards for a new set that's come out. And obviously they put in that list, at least from what I've read before, they have like the, yeah, this is the Umbreon VMAX and everybody wants it because it's super hard to pull and it's got a good ability and its value is $189, you know, market value right now. Sweet. From a collector, I'm like, oh, obviously I want that. That's a hit card. But in that same list... You're going to have some like off the wall trainer card that's, you know, market valued at 78 cents. But what it does for people in tournament play is off the chain. So it's, it's interesting to see that now and go, oh, well, that's why it's one of the 10 most wanted cards, because it's obviously a great tournament card, not just, you know your mega hit from the box. And I think that's another thing that I noticed too on here uh, playing is your, your, your chase cards for a set. So let's take Brilliant Stars and say that Charizard, oh man, that's just, that's insane. That's sick card, blah, 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 blah. 
just because it's the chase card for collectors does not mean that it's a great card to be playing in the tournament. And I don't know if you've ever watched uh, the tournaments, like the championships for like the video game play, like Sword and Shield, if you're doing the, the battles on there. But a lot of like a lot of Pokemon people use in those championship tournaments for the video game are Pokemon where I'm kind of like, well, I would never use that Pokemon. I don't I don't like the way it looks. I don't think it's cool. It's not my thing. But then it's like, oh yeah, Garbodor's just plowing through people in this uh you know, this video game tournament because it's got this ability and its special defense is this high and they gave it this attack that you know I'm never even thinking about using because a lot of times when they if you ever if you've ever watched them they'll use attacks that are like oh what was one of them that I would like playroom or something and it increases you know fairy type damage or so it, it was something to that effect and I'm like no way I want like Hyper Beam and stuff that does like 120 damage, and that's what I'm stacking my Pokemon with. I'm not doing any of this extra stuff. Like, I'm not going to use Growl because it lowers your defense. But actually, in actual tournament play, some of those moves are actually like critical to your victory. It's it's just mind boggling to me because I'm just used to give me the best attack you got, and I'm going to plow through with power and you know, not worry about this other stuff, but, you know, I guess that's where strategy comes in for, you know, really any game, and that's kind of what, to the same effect as the, you know, card game online or in person. So it's it's just interesting, and it, it was a fun experience, and it's nice to just be able to get on here and, uh, you know, just, just play and not have to worry about, you know, if you're apprehensive about any COVID stuff or anything like that. I mean, it's just nice to do it in this format because you can just do it from the, I mean, I sweatshirt, sweatpants, I was beverage. I think I had a bowl of chicken and veggies. I was ready to go, man. It's ready to play this tournament. Don't have to worry about getting anything on the cards and all that. That's the other thing that's kind of nice about doing the Pokemon uh, trading card online is if you just do verse matches and they have tournament matches, you can do, you know, just on the, um, the app itself, you know, you don't have to do like, like, obviously I did a qualifier thing, but on here, but you can do all this other stuff to get yourself the Poke coins. So you can, you can buy packs and, hopefully get new cards or shoot any of the, I probably put in because we just had a stack of code cards sitting around. I probably put in, had to be close to, Oh, all I know it, it was over 350, 350 code cards. So I opened 350, like at least that was a minimum 350 code cards, just trying to build up some inventory of cards to, so you could, you know, make something playable, right? So it's kind of cool from that. And you can do trades on here and everything. So there's like people that, 
you know, have specific things. They'll be like, I need a Luminion, and I'll give you three Brilliant Stars packs for it. So then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll need three, three Brilliant Stars uh, packs. I can maybe pull a Luminion, Luminion out of it anyways, and I just had to sacrifice one card. So that's kind of cool. And you can do private, and you can actually put cards up, like, I'll give you three packs for a Kingler VMAX, because I could use another Kingler VMAX. So that, that aspect of it, it's very nice. I don't know if you guys have ever been on it, but it's a very nice format. It's very intuitive. It's it's cool. I, I like it. it. It's nice. Um, But it's, a, it's, ex, it's an exciting thing just to look at the cards past a collector standpoint. And I think, and I, and, and I could get some flack for this, but I'm just not, I'm not a fan of MetaZoo. Uh, I don't see anybody playing the game, like actual gameplay of it. I see people ripping, you know, the cards open and looking for you know, these cards that I, and, and it's my, it's personal preference for me. I mean, if you, if you like it, that's fine. But I don't, I don't like the artwork on uh, MetaZoo. I just don't find it appealing. I don't like the overall structure of the card. So if you, if you were looking at it from a, a gameplay standpoint, I don't like how the card is set up and it does not seem like a, easy game to pick up either like pokemon this is a this is an easy game to pick up easy game to pick up straightforward it's great i mean you can learn this in a weekend you know like hands down even even if you popped into like uh dragon ball's gameplay dragon ball super card game that gameplay is actually uh pretty fun you just i mean you got to get like with anything it'll take you a little while to get it but if i'm looking at it from the gameplay it, it's meeting it's meeting my needs it's a very easy layout to understand the card art is fantastic and i have fun playing the game that's the way i have seen it with uh dbs uh pokemon's the same way I've played Yu-Gi-Oh! before on the like video games, and that one's a little bit harder, I think, to fully understand, but it's the same thing. Like it's it's straightforward card layout. It's got, in my opinion, great artwork too. I mean, have you seen some of the Yu-Gi-Oh! cards that come out? I'm like, holy crap, and the foiling they do. And the hollow and stuff. I mean, it's great. Even those ghost rares. Oh, I mean, those are those are pretty bitching. And uh, so, to me, it's it's meeting all my needs from a collector standpoint. And if I was going to play the game, MetaZoo does nothing for me. And I'm probably going to like do a session where I bash on some cards and kind of you know go on through some stuff, which is again personal preference. If you like it, great. More more power to you. I'm not I'm not trying to deter anybody from what they like. I just don't see it. I personally don't see it. I look at it and go you know, with MetaZoo, I look at it and say, "Listen, 
This box is expensive, and these cards are just subpar. Subpar, I don't see people playing it. I don't want to play it. I don't look at it and go, this is a game that I would want to learn and could have fun at. It just doesn't, that doesn't do it for me. I mean, even with uh, Digimon, Digimon's slightly confusing, but they've always done, since they started, you know, last year, they've always done great artwork. The layout of the card is very clean. And once you get it, I, and I've played it, you know, a few times because they have a they have an app that uh, does an instruct. It's an instructional app for you to learn the game. They do that great, and it's based off of you know how much memory you use to do certain actions and stuff. It to me, it's it's something I could play, you know. And I see people play. In fact, I'm a part of a few groups where people play uh, in tournaments, but they're just there's nothing around here for me to actually get into and it's kind of the same with dbs there's nothing close to me too because i actually still have a i used to make uh evie girl play me like forcefully like hey i built you a dragon ball deck i have my dragon ball deck you're gonna play because i want to play and i like this game and it was fun it i mean it is fun but and i still have my deck and it's just kind of it just kind of sits there on the shelf waiting for one day when it can be played and uh in person. And I think a lot of this stuff should be, well, I think there would be a market for putting more of these games online like Pokemon is. So Pokemon has the allure of the in-person cards, obviously, you know, it's a physical, tangible um, item that you can hold and play with. But then they also have this option for if you're not around tournaments and stuff that are local and you don't have to drive miles and miles to go. And it's, you know, it's at your fingertips. That's great. And I think a lot of the card games should do that because you're making it accessible. You're making it accessible for me. I would like to play, and I don't have anybody around here to play Dragon Ball. Now I have the accessibility to do that online, make some connections with some other people that enjoy the game like I do, and, you know, play to my heart's content. But they just don't, they all haven't got there yet. Uh, DBS was doing, like, a webcammed version or trying it out last time I knew with uh, uh, Bandai, I believe. And, uh, you know, not everybody's got a webcam and you really got to have it in the like right spot to be able to see the cards. So I don't know what apparatus people are all using for that, but it's not something to me that's that's too much. Make, make it like what Pokemon has. I mean, you, you don't have to carbon copy it, but you have the full database, all the cards. And obviously they've been doing it for a while and that's why the code cards are put into the packs. But. So you might have to figure out some other way to, you know, build up your inventory on for these games. But shoot, man. I mean, there's, I don't think there's anything even in, there's probably something in my state for like Dragon Ball and stuff. But it's not, 
it's not something where I would be like, it's like five miles away, no problem. These are probably like, oh, it's down at the border. Like, oh, well, I'm not driving there for, you know, an hour and a half to get my ass kicked and then drive all the way back up. That's not a good time. But all in all, it was fantastic. It was great. And I'm glad that I could kind of, uh, you know, divulge that uh, with you this morning. Um, I'm going to cut this, sh not short, but we're, we're at 29 minutes. And I might as well just kind of give you the thanks for listening. Well, uh, check me out on Instagram, rbconnects. And, uh, which, you know, should be how you're finding this so that we can stop this. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm not even read. I got to read. I got to learn to read when you're on anchor and recording this. It's like, FYI, you can record for 30 minutes max. Well, why didn't I read that the other day? Uh, because I'm just thinking about a million things at once. All right. So enjoy your Sunday guys. Uh, I'm out going to work on some maybe deck structure here and uh, enjoy your day guys. And we'll talk to you later.